Welcome to your favorite F word podcast, where we dive deep into conversations around food, fitness, feelings, with the occasional fuck thrown in. We're your hosts, Sarah and Nicola, owners of Paradigm Nutrition and Performance, nutrition coaches, besties, and most importantly, humans. This show is for coaches, self-growth-oriented folks, active humans, or anyone looking to deepen their understanding and relationship with food, movement, and themselves. Thanks for tuning in, and we cannot wait to share this space with you. Well, hello, everyone. Happy, what day does this come out? Friday. By the time this comes out, it'll be Friday for all of you fools, but today it is Tuesday for this fool. (laughs) Tuesday after the long weekend, which feels like Monday, which is just all over the fucking place. Why do we have this conversation after every fucking long weekend? What day is it? Yeah. It's an embarrassment to humanity that... that We were also just complaining about how we had to work the entire long weekend. Yeah. I mean, I guess I didn't have to, but it was poor planning on my part. My self-care wasn't there. Right, (laughs) right, right. Uh, Which leads us to the topic for today, which I'm making Sarah title, self-care, who cares? (laughs) Because we're (laughs) going to tell you why you should care about self-care. And we'll break down what self-care is to us, how it's talked about um, more often than not in this kind of conventional sense. Um, We'll kind of chat about why it's important from not only like a nutrition and goal perspective, but also like for those of us who are in caretaker roles or as practitioners who spend time and effort holding space for others, and then maybe give you some ideas for more unconventional or maybe in our minds more applicable self-care as Mm -hmm. some takeaways realistic self-care that like actually makes a difference yeah yeah not the capitalist bullshit yeah Okay. okay um I didn't get a dictionary definition for today that was just like bad planning I purposely didn't put one in I did the outline today Sarah's been doing those lately. Um, yeah. And I'm like, you know what we're missing is a definition of self-care. Just kidding. First skipping. <laughs> okay. Well then why don't we start off with our own definitions? What does self-care mean to you? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay. So I definitely used to think about it as like different ways to treat myself or like as little moments of luxury in an otherwise mundane and tragic life. <laughs> little things that were like, rewards or like treat yourself because you worked hard bitch yeah um and now I see it as much more of a proactive thing where I'm kind of like doing self-care in order to ensure longevity and sustainability energy preventing burnout all those kind of things Mm -hmm. so it's definitely changed from a reactionary reward system built on buying myself things and now it's more of like a habit-based proactive approach. Yeah, I totally agree. I've had a similar, similar journey. And when it comes to like that definition for me, at least I think of it really in terms of like my overall well-being and how I'm supporting that mentally, Mm -hmm. physically, emotionally managing my energy, et cetera. And the different tools that I personally utilize for self-care stem into like all of those little pieces you know but also I still like to get my nails done and shit 
So there's that, but I don't necessarily see that as like self-care. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can't. I agree with that. I don't, don't like really. getting nails yeah. done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so I think like everybody's self-care is going to look different and for sure it's totally okay and probably helpful to have little like rewards or treats or things like that you do for yourself that might be based on more of like a monetary um or like reward-based scheme. But I think it's important to also expand our definition of that to make sure that we're not just doing it as a reactionary measure, but more as like an ongoing process of checking in with our energy, checking in with our own needs and making sure that we are doing things for ourselves and like building them into our life. Because I mean, we have lots of people who care about us, but no one is going to give a shit about your self-care. So Mm -hmm. you kind of have to be the one to spearhead that. Mm-hmm. So what are what are some of the ways that we see self-care talked about that are maybe like problematic or misleading? <laughs> How long do you have? <laughs> well, I mean, like you made a, uh, an important comment earlier before we started recording, but like conventional self-care is a very privileged thing. So if we think about it again, in the sense that it's like buying something for yourself, taking yourself on a date, going out for meals, um, getting your nails done, getting a massage, like all of these things are not necessarily accessible to most people. Um, or if they are, they're, they're like a, a once in a while kind of like thing. Mm-hmm. So to be able to like say, okay, I'm going to like treat myself that often, like that's a, a huge privilege. And at the same time, I am curious about like people who use that idea of self-care, like how it's actually beneficial for them long-term. Like, do they actually get that kind of care and like feelings of rejuvenation and like sustainability from those kind of actions? Like maybe. I think if so, it's like very acute. Yeah. yeah, Like it's not, like you said, it's more reactionary. It's like an acute response to like high stress and getting to that point where we're like fuck I need to do something right mm-hmm. um and on the flip side I also think that in indulging maybe isn't the right word but if we're utilizing only those things as our means of self-care that can sometimes put us into an even more stressed position where maybe we are like spending outside of our means mm-hmm. or you know we're not we're we're relying on those things that don't necessarily benefit us long-term and thinking like, Hey, I'm doing all the right things. Why am I still, you know, stuck in this spot or feeling this way? Right. It really is. It really isn't, is challenging there. And when it comes to privilege, we talk about money, but I also think there's a time privilege piece. Sure. Right. Like just take two hours out of like your day to, yeah like do whatever we don't all have an hour to like have this beautiful morning routine where we like sit <laughs> quietly and have coffee and fucking read our self-help books and like do yoga or whatever right um so when we talk about privilege we need to think of it from a like time and energy standpoint and mm-hmm. a money standpoint as well mm-hmm. um because yeah most of the conversation requires money and time Um, or extra time yeah and I mean like even outside of that like very capitalist um kind of like way of thinking about 
self-care I also think that lots of people are under the assumption that like self-care should be kind of like an escape mechanism as like a way to take themselves out of the realities of their own life for a while and again like I don't want to discount that and say it has no value like sometimes it is nice to like literally change your environment or your location for a little while um like mini vacations or again like if you have the time and privilege to do that but I do think that um if we're looking at the kind of newer definition of self-care where we're wanting it to be proactive to like add to our life then escaping from our day-to-day kind of goes against that and instead we should be looking at like habits or actions that really like impact us day-to-day whether it's like energetically whether it's financially whether it's like things that are progressing us towards our goals um there's all sorts of things we can look at from that angle for sure I just thought of this in like your notes here, but like also this conversation around capitalism and stuff, how much of that conversation is actually driving like negative thoughts about (laughs) ourselves, right? Like this need to like have a perfectly tidy house or have your nails done or look a certain way, right? Like how much of that, that we're buying into as self-care is actually perpetuating this idea that we're like constantly not good enough or not doing enough. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of fucked up. It really like works backwards for us in the long term, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I mean, like, so when we look at maybe like why self-care really is important. Um, So if we're looking at it, maybe from that new or different lens, it really is important for a lot of different reasons. I mean, from like a nutrition and goal perspective standpoint, depending on what we're working on, like self-care might be incredibly important to making sure that we are like moving towards what we want to achieve. Mm -hmm. Um, So like nutrition wise, if we're, or performance wise, we are, training a lot we're putting our body under a lot of stress we do need avenues of like self-care that are going to allow us to recover um uh, spend time away from that kind of like performance mindset um so in that case um sorry self-care could look like taking an extra rest day some weeks um on the flip side maybe self-care means getting in and doing a little bit more accessory work um doing some more mobility, things like that. Or maybe self-care is going in and being like, I really need to push myself to see where I'm at today. Right. Or making sure you're fueled adequately, eating Mm -hmm. enough calories, doing meal prep, you know, setting yourself up for success that way. Those are all huge ways of taking care of self in the pursuit of those goals. Mm -hmm. And things that we would often overlook as self-care because they're not sexy and they don't you know, require energy and well, they require energy, but they don't like require this like additional time set aside for us to just like pamper ourselves or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely really, really important from a nutrition perspective, from a training perspective and just working towards any goal in general, whether it has to do with your health or not. Right. If you have career oriented goals, also very important to make sure that you are setting yourself up for success in those endeavors Mm -hmm. if you're a student I I feel like self-care can be a tricky conversation when you're a student because time is so limited finances are so limited stress is high Um, but again I think if we're looking at it from a proactive kind of stance 
that might mean like I'm thinking of myself right now, but like self-care is for sure getting a little bit of school work done early in the week so that come Friday night, I'm not stressing about my deadlines and getting things done. It's like working ahead sometimes. Sometimes it's skipping readings in order to do something else that's important. Um, reflecting in different ways, reaching out for support. Mm-hmm. You know, it can look like a bunch of things. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to let's flip this a little bit and talk about anyone who is in like a practitioner role or a role where you are caring for others. Um, how does that kind of change the conversation here? Um, I mean, I wrote this note down, um, because it's been a pretty major conversation within school. Um, so we talk about like therapist self-care and how really crucial it is for just maintaining like ethical care for their clients too. Um, it gets very easy to see like how things can go kind of sideways when you have, um, someone in the self-care or um, caring industry where they are caring for others, whether that's a therapist dealing with like emotions and holding space for people, whether we're moms caring for children, like in the health space, there's so many different areas this would apply. But if the person providing care is really burnt out, that's going to definitely have an impact on the people that they are serving. Um, and so in school, we talk about the importance of having self-care routines as an, literally an ethical practice because it becomes unethical for us to show up when we are completely beyond our capacity and when we are needing help ourselves. Yeah. Do you talk about um, specific examples of what that looks like from like a therapist perspective? Like what are some examples of self-care in that space? Um, I mean, some like more ethical considerations would be like, do we have um, like a peer consult group, consultant group where we're um, kind of like engaging in conversations that ultimately are to better support our clients for bringing kind of like problems that we've encountered or um, difficult conversations or things and looking for alternative perspectives. Um, we might also have like clinical supervision where we have um, a specific supervisor who we're bringing things to um, and who we would talk to like about our own kind of background and things that for us might get brought up in sessions that would impact a client if we weren't really grounded. Right. Um, But then when it comes to like individual kind of self-care practices, we often like share as a group, like what we're currently doing for ourselves, sometimes just to generate ideas for, for other people, but also like as a a kind of like self-check to make sure that we all do have something going on. So really from that lens, self-care can look like anything looks like exercise, being in nature, getting more sleep, um, trying to wake up earlier in the morning, you know, it depends on like what the person is going for. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, self-care really does like have no limits. Right. So there's like a more, I guess, acute or like day-to-day piece of that. And then also a bigger piece in terms of making sure that in those roles, you also have supports from other people who can hold space for you and hold space for your feelings and what's going on and stuff like that. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and as we'll kind of talk about it with some kind of more unconventional self-care ideas, um, a lot of self-care too can look like boundary setting or like planning your schedule, knowing yourself and knowing, say like how much energy 
um, do feel like is expended in a session? Do you need half an hour between seeing different clients and things like that? Um, or are you someone who can kind of go back to back? So really getting a sense of like where you are at, where your skill sets lie, where your like energy tends to go um, and being really mindful to kind of like set yourself up around that. Mm-hmm. I think that can be hard. And if we have any like coaches listening to us or anyone else who holds space, that can be really challenging sometimes if we're in a place where we are, you know, we have financial needs that we need to meet. We are trying to grow businesses, um, being able to set those boundaries and, you know, not take on a client that we know is either out of our scope or is not going to be a good match or say no to a client because we don't have the capacity for an extra session per week or an extra check-in per week or something like that. Um, so there's definitely nuance in this conversation of like, it's fucking hard sometimes. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. and again, privilege in that space where, you know, not everyone has the privilege to say no to a client because their energy is going to be used up. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's another kind of piece of the conversation that we do need to consider. Mm-hmm. I think there's an ethical lens to that too. Like if you're overloading yourself, are you then showing up fully for the clients that you do have? For sure. Are you working out of scope? I mean, taking someone on because you feel like you have to, and then working kind of like beyond your scope becomes unethical. Like there's a lot of like crossover between the two. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, okay. So then why don't we talk about some unconventional self-care pieces for all of our listeners to consider that don't include bubble baths or massages or any of that stuff. Yeah. So it's like unconventional in that sense, but I think realistically, these are things like a lot of people are already doing. So maybe it'll just act as a reminder that like the small things you're doing for yourself really are like self-care pieces. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, okay. So let's start out with a very nutrition-based one meal prep this is by far like my most like go-to piece of self-care I think absolutely yeah like it really shapes my week it's kind of like that lead domino Mm -hmm. right like that keystone habit that when that is done a the energy and time you're spending doing that throughout the week is less so you have more energy for other things but also you're well nourished you're hitting your macro goals if that's something that you're doing um And yeah, you're just not having to worry about that throughout the week. Oh my God. Yeah. It's just so much like brain power that I can put to other things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For me too, inside of that, um, I'm someone who's like very heavily influenced by like food quality. So meal prep allows me to ensure that I do have higher quality foods in my diet so that I'm not relying on, you know, in my, in my personal life lower quality foods, um, more convenient foods, like packaged foods, Mm -hmm. um, breads and stuff like that. Like those just don't make me feel super good. If I'm eating them multiple times a day, I still eat toast or a bagel every day, right? (laughs) Like, it's not like I'm cutting out those things, but I know that if I'm relying too heavily on those, which is easy to do, if I don't have meal prep done, I don't feel good physically or mentally. And then that spills into everything else too. So food quality, is another one, another piece of self-care inside of that Mm -hmm. nutrition 
nutrition. The last thought on like the meal prep point is it's also like a way to, um, I've talked about this before, but little moments of self-care I've used before, like making things like very appetizing, whether that's like making it look good or like not making your meal prep so boring that you don't look forward to eating it. Like Mm -hmm. I would say 99% of the time I'm thrilled to eat what I've made. Yeah. Your meals are very great though. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, Moving on to meal prep. Yeah. So next one Nicola had on this list was around training. Um, And we can look at both sides of the spectrum here. So that might be, you know, committing to your training program, getting those workouts in um, and being consistent with those. I think majority of us probably feel better when we're exercising regularly. So that's a huge piece of self-care. Understanding that there's multiple ways to move your body, right? And so movement in general, when like a heavy training session isn't feeling accessible is still a great way to take care of yourself. Um, But on the flip side of that, also being able to listen to your body and you can refer back to our how to know if you need rest or, or you're just being a little bitch episodes, but taking those extra rest days when you need them, right? Because we're all going to have periods, whether it's a heavy school week or something stressful happened with your family or your fucking luteal AF and you just like need some extra rest, taking that extra rest day is a way to take care of yourself as well. Um, I touched on this a little bit, but planning out your week can be very helpful. Again, it's like a very proactive approach to mapping out what you've going got going on. For me, that helps like ground me going into the week. So nothing's feeling like a surprise. I'm very like um prepared mentally, allows me to prepare my like physical environment and things like that. Um, so for me, that's a big one takes a big, like mental stress off. If I know what my week looks like, know where I'm going to have pockets of time, know when I have things to look forward to know when I'm going to need to push and make sure my energy is ready for that. So, um, that's something I think a lot of people do on a general basis. A lot of our clients, um, are in that practice too, and it can be super helpful again for like our goals, managing our energy, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Something that I just thought of with that piece, because I think for us and most people who work on like a typical Monday to Friday schedule in, I mean, we work on weekends sometimes and stuff. So there is some like um, nuance there, but it's, it seems easier because, you know, we plan our week out on the weekend, Monday starts our week and we go along. But I know that I have a lot of clients who work shift work who, you know, sometimes are working weekends or they work four on and four off. So just know that this planning piece doesn't have to happen on a Sunday for the week ahead. You know, you could take your first day off and plan for your your days off and your next shift or whatever, right? It doesn't have to be so linear on like Sunday every week. Same with meal prep, because I do think when we like think of it conventionally, we automatically like revert to like those certain days of the week to be the days to do those things. Um, but that doesn't necessarily work with everyone's schedule. For sure. Yeah. Just a little um, there. Okay. So a few ones that are all kind of related here, but a big one is setting your own boundaries. I mentioned how that's important from like a per- 
practitioner perspective, but really I think it's a great one for everybody to get familiar with, like, where are your boundaries? What are your needs? How do you get in the practice of saying them um, and setting them? So that might look like saying no to certain things. Um, that might look like saying yes to certain things. Um, I think too, our boundaries are often in flux or developing or overlapping, like there's a big ebb and flow to those. And so checking in with yourself on a pretty regular basis to identify what your needs are and where that boundary is for you um, at different points. And then being able to like vouch for yourself and set them is another part of that. Mm -hmm. And recognizing too that, you know, your boundaries are about you and your needs and not everyone is necessarily going to understand them. And you might have some pushback on them, but ultimately being able to set and uphold those for yourselves is going to benefit everyone involved, even if they're a little cranky about it at the beginning. <laughs> um, yeah, I like this next one. So Nicola wrote getting annoying or stressful tasks done. And then in brackets, she wrote, hello, taxes, so that's <laughs> here. Um, applying for things, et cetera. And I think this is actually a big one that I, I wouldn't have even thought about. So I'm glad you wrote this down because those like, and I mean, some of those are bigger tasks, like taxes mm -hmm. are a bigger task, but lots of times these are like little, like doctor's appointment, phone call yes, something like, from the drugstore literally does not take a lot of time or energy, but the amount of time that we spend oh stressing about doing the thing, fuck me. They're like they're the little items that seem to make their way onto your to-do list every fucking week it like because rolls you still over. haven't done them. Yeah. Monday to do, Tuesday yeah. to do, every yeah. single day, just get yeah. that thing done. And like the relief you can feel is huge. Um, mm -hmm. So that's like one I wrote down purposely to remind myself about <laughs> because I'm very bad for putting things that I just like don't like doing off and off and off. Mm -hmm. But I think we can't like discount the impact that has like on our like mental well-being when you Seriously. know that there are things looming that you just need to do get yeah. them done that is a huge self-care piece yeah I somewhere one time I don't know if I listened to it or read it or something but someone said like if it's gonna take less than two minutes just do it now right <laughs> and so with those tasks I really try to have that mindset like okay I have this thing on my list I need to make a doctor's appointment it's gonna take less than two minutes Let's just fucking do it right now in this moment. And then it's done. Right. Mm -hmm. And then also I get a dopamine hit from checking it off my list. So, yeah. Oh, I just yeah. thought of another one for that. Like going to the dentist. I fucking hate going to the dentist, yeah. but that's like so important. <laughs> it is. Your oral hygiene is so important and it affects your gut health a lot too. Yeah. Um, but like dentist appointments, doctors, checkups, fucking pap smears, like, that shit that like we don't necessarily love to do, but from our health perspective is very mm -hmm. important and very much self-care. Yeah. 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 Do you have to go to the dentist too? I no, mean, you just went not that long ago. Uh, I went in September. Okay. I only go once a year. That's because it's all our benefits. Yeah. Work. Yeah. Yeah. Also, um, I've never had a cavity, so. Wow. Yeah. Look at you. Anyways, um, okay, moving on. Um, this one I love going to bed early. Going to bed early or just like focusing on sleep hygiene in general, right? Yeah, Some people are night owls. At eight, just, yeah, you know, eight p.m. You're nestled in. Eight yeah. fifteen. <laughs> it's glorious. 
Nicola's like making sleeping faces right now. Yeah. Sleep hygiene in general. Um, we haven't actually done a podcast on sleep. I don't think, but we talk about it a lot and how important it is all the time. Yeah. So sleep hygiene in general, getting to bed at a good amount of time or at a good time, allowing yourself enough time in bed, reducing screens, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, okay. A few, we'll kind of rattle off these last few. Um, so another one having difficult conversations similar to the getting annoying shit done. It's just like, sometimes you got to do the thing and it'll mm-hmm. take a huge weight off your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, I put these silly ones on here, but like petting dogs. Great. Yeah. Great self-care. Um, or what Nat and I have been doing is literally just like playing this most ridiculous, hilarious podcast on loop. Like whenever we're having a sad little moment, we're like, I'm just going to listen to it for 15 minutes because I need a good cackle. Hopefully it's our podcast. It's definitely not. (laughs) No, not for you. Obviously I hate listening to our voices back, but you know, other people could listen to our podcast on repeat. True, 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 true. Um, We listen to all the Um, podcasts or just like music you know something that makes you feel good is someone trying to get in that room yeah okay so we got to wrap it up we got to wrap we got to wrap we got to catch you on the flippity flip unless Um, Sarah decides she wants to just carry on hold on wait okay I see I see my exit right here give me two seconds Sarah say something funny say a joke I don't know jokes I'm not a funny person um Nicola is currently walking through the co-working space continuing to record this podcast which is absolutely hilarious oh she's going in to the closet look at that I'm a motherfucking professional podcaster nice 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 um not taking yourself too seriously that's a great self-care piece (laughs) (laughs) like we do with this podcast yeah (laughs) Um, do that uh what did you just say yeah 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 um okay another couple things on these this list here um both of these like are obviously we're all not in a position to do so and they are like a more privileged thing but getting access to some sort of mentorship whether that's a therapist a coach you know someone to help support you through whatever you're going through um, having that external person there to just have eyes and hold space for you can be a really great self-care piece. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I went back to therapy for the first time in a long time last week yeah. and it was so good. Yeah. It's so, so nice. Good. Yeah. We, um, Brad and I are, we have an appointment in March for a new couples therapist. Really? Really excited. Bye to Cal. Yeah, we didn't even say bye. He just like annoyed me on our last one and we just haven't been back. Um, So that will be interesting. But if you do have access to that and it doesn't have to be, you don't have to go every week. You don't, you know, you don't have to be on a schedule necessarily, but being able to access that when you need it is, can be so helpful if you have the ability to. Mm -hmm. Being able to put in like, again, the time and effort to find someone you really like. Um, Obviously, that's like pretty nuanced, that whole process, but it can be a big part of the process too, to make sure that you really like the person you're spending that time and money with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Um, okay. Any other ones? I mean, getting out in nature, getting, getting outside, nature sure. big time. Yeah. Toast. Toast. Yeah. Okay. Side note. I'm like, I love having bagels with cream cheese and jam on them. Yeah. And because I'm in a cut, mm-hmm. um, sometimes I am choosing like higher volume foods. So bagels like aren't this super high volume. And mm-hmm. so I have like two pieces of little big bread instead. Mm-hmm. And I put cream cheese and jam on my toast. Oh, yum. And it was still really good. Of course it would be. So, yeah. Still two delicious spreads. I love that you're like, I'm going to cut, but I'm going to have jam and cream cheese. <laughs> it's like not that much. It's good. Plus I'm cutting on 2,200 calories. So yeah, pretty sick. No complaints. Um, yeah. What else? I don't know. I'm just trying to think of other self-care things that I do. I like to have coffee in bed. That's a big self-care thing for me. Um, keeping your spaces organized. Ah, uh, yes. Right. I think that's one that we tend to disregard and also can become difficult if we're like in the shit. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, organizing your spaces, keeping them tidy, keeping clean them clean. sheets, clean sheets. Yeah, linen sheets. Copying, copying into a bed with clean sheets right after yeah. you've showered, and especially I don't know if you like this feeling, but especially after you've just shaved your legs. Yes. Yes. So good. <laughs> so good. Also, personal hygiene is a self-care piece that, like, isn't necessarily considered in the thing. Flossing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Flossing. Just personal hygiene in general. Again, another one that I think when we're, like, in the shit can sometimes get, can sometimes seem like a lot. Um, So that makes a big difference. You and I both, I think getting ready in the morning and like getting dressed as a form of self-care in terms of like being able to like do the stuff we need to do. We do that most days. Yes. Yes, we do. On the um, flip side, giving yourself space to work from bed if you have that ability and are needing <laughs> that in that moment. I may or may not have done that yesterday. Yeah, no, I saw your Instagram. But that wasn't my fault. Goose was like, we're not getting up today. So I was like, okay. Right. <laughs> oh cutie Cutie. yeah um I can't think of anything else even though I'm sure like like we started with self-care can really look like anything for you Mm -hmm. um, so long as it is you know benefiting your life in one way or another and hopefully if you're someone who maybe has felt uneasy or stressed about your quote-unquote lack of self-care in the traditional sense hopefully this kind of opened the conversation to realize that like lots of the stuff that you're already doing is Mm -hmm. self-care so maybe we can take the pressure off of ourselves to have it look a certain way or have it conform to fucking societal capitalism systems in some capacity Mm -hmm. Um, I also think like just being able to look at some of those like maybe mundane or like very regular habits or tasks you do, like look at them as like, okay, I'm doing this for self-care can really change like our motivation to do them, mm-hmm. uh, the intention enjoyment. behind it and how it actually like feels. So yeah, that can be a pretty big piece as well. Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, I that when I have to bl- frost, floss my teeth tonight, oh, yeah, nice. self-care. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna channel that when I have to go outside in two feet of snow and get to the gym later. Ew. Yeah. Gross. I'm not Anywho. sure how that fits with self-care at all, but okay. <laughs> going to the gym? 
Oh, yeah, not the two feet of snow. No, it is pretty though. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Nicholas, like you. <laughs> Anywho, we're gonna wrap it up. We need a fuck yes and a fuck no. Um. I'm trying to think of like a self care. Yes. Okay, well, maybe I have a self-care fuck no. (laughs) I have had so many clients this week either tell me about it or send me pictures of how they've tried to make themselves a smoothie and fucking spilled it all. (laughs) What? I don't know how. First it was Nat. She's like, what are the macros for... Uh, three quarters of a smoothie with a picture of like the rest of it like oh no but this has happened to many people and so like the self-care was like I'm gonna feed myself and alas life was like no you're not so with smoothies I think that happens when it's like too thick and you go to pour it and it doesn't like funnel into the cup and then it just like it comes in like this one big fucking thing and then it goes on the side of the cup Sarah, our you know? resident smoothie scientist. <laughs> I don't make smoothies. I'm not like a smoothie person. Um, but I know that's happened to me in the past, and okay. I you really got to use a spoon to like get it out. You, <laughs> you know? really gotta. Yeah. Watched a few booster juice people do it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Well, there's my fuck no. Is okay. The this being there and it all crumbling down. This one is like a fuck medium, because. I like it, but I also feel like it's like so overhyped right now. But on Sunday night, Brad and I, there's this new like hydrotherapy place in Calgary. And -hmm. so it's like this underground, there's like a hot tub, an infrared sauna, a steam room, and then like a hot sauna and then a cold plunge. Mm -hmm. So we went there, you like get a two hour thing, two hour Mm -hmm. window and you go and there's like tea and you can get alcohol and stuff if you want. Um, It was really cute. And the cold plunge, like, it feels so good after. It fucking sucks during, but it feels so good after. And it was just nice to, like, have that kind of, like, relaxing time together. Um, Again, super privileged here. Um, But, yeah, the space was super small. And there was, like, 12 people in there. And it was, like, all couples. And it was just so awkward. And there was this one guy who was, like, could not do the cold plunge. And he would, like run in and like splash everywhere and then run out and be like oh and he's like screaming and I'm like this is supposed to be relaxing pull it together buddy (laughs) yeah but it was really funny watching um so yeah that was nice but I do prefer the outdoor nordic spa yeah or just like I don't know out here people are so into doing ocean plunges yeah and I would love to be able to do that but I we did it's one in so the river. We did one in the river a couple of weeks ago. How is it like, I feel like the plunge itself isn't bad. It's like the getting out and not being like able to access warmth right away. So I wore shoes. Shoes make a big difference because mm-hmm. it helps keep your feet a little bit warmer. And then mm-hmm. obviously we have snow here. So then when you walk out on the snow, then at least you have shoes on. So you're not like walking mm-hmm. on fucking freezing ground. Um, but when you get out, you're not cold right away. It was more like after that throughout the day, I was like cold all day. Oh, weird. Maybe I should do it before bed. Cause I've been getting like ruthless Super nights. Super hot at bedding. night. Like sweating through the bed. But I think it might wake you up too much. 
You think? That's what I noticed on Sunday night. I didn't sleep very well because we did that from like seven till nine. Hmm. Yeah. I thought it was supposed to be like quite helpful for sleep. Well, I feel like if you did it earlier in the day, but if you do it right before, I don't know. I haven't Hmm. read any like actual research on it. Okay. Okay. So, but yeah. So that's your fuck medium. Yeah. We need a fuck yes. (laughs) We always just look around the room for shit. I'm like, oh, candle. I like candles. (laughs) You fucking self-care bitch. Yeah. Um, Oh, okay. No, I got nothing. What's your favorite meal that you've made recently? Like a Vietnamese knockoff. That was pretty good. With pork? No, I made it with ground turkey. Oh, nice. And like vermicelli? Vermicelli? Yeah. Vermicelli. With vermicelli. Like and carrots and like lime yeah, and like fish sauce and yeah. lemongrass, stuff like that. Lemongrass is so good. So good. Yeah. That's yummy. But when you cook with it, do you use the paste or like actual stocks? Well, I bought the paste, but I feel like it's not as good. It's not as good. No, but I don't. I tried to make rice. The stocks. Yeah, I feel like that's a lot of effort well self-care yeah <laughs> okay well homemade vermicelli bowls yeah fuck yeah spring roll bowl but did you make spring rolls no a spring roll bowl that's oh. like what it does oh fine <laughs> okay well we need to wrap this shit up okay rapidly wrap i need to go have lunch so okay. that's it Okay, bye. <laughs> Self-care time for us. Peace out. Bye-bye. <laughs>